Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry noticed by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Debbie Gilbert here from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards. And today I'm joined by Fiona Minette from Boss Your PR, uh, based in Buckinghamshire, who was a silver winner this year in the Best Business Women Awards. Welcome, Fiona. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am I'm so excited to <laughs> chat with you to talk all things awards and PR goodness. So yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna be, do a bit of brain picking today, Fiona. I think and share yeah. some of your golden nuggets with our listeners on PR. Um, but first of all, it's really really useful if our listeners know a little bit about you and where you've come from and what's your journey. Because people are quite nosy; they want to know these things. So, what got you into PR, Fiona? Yeah, and I'm okay with, with I'm the nosiest person, so <laughs> I'm happy to answer these questions. Um, so I, I fell into PR, really. I studied history of art at university, thinking I'm going to go into the sort of gallery management curation route. Um, fell into PR after I graduated, just sort of take a work experience placement, see how it goes. I was there six months. That was a very, very small PR agency. So I was hands-on with all sorts of aspects from pitching to potential clients to uh, getting on the phones to Vogue and Elle and pitching to um, doing the sort of strategy creation and then the um, reports and things for, for clients. So I kind of did a bit of everything. And then from there, I went in-house into a, a PR and content role. So I was doing SEO, content creation and all the PR outreach. That was a designer, sunglasses and glasses um, brand which as a glasses wearer it was perfect for me um, so I, I actually only did about six months there before I went hey I think I know enough I'm going to set up my own agency so at that point I think I was 24 and um, I mean that started small uh, I was still sort of finding my feet and, and learning my way I didn't have a massive black book of media contacts so it was really starting sort of grassroots um, working with a lot of startups and small businesses and that became my niche working with those kinds of, of, of businesses and creatives and sort of up-and-coming fashion designers and I ran that agency for about six years so I, I grew a team there was sort of five or five of us um, when I uh, step back from that but yeah built a team had an office in Bucks we had some brilliant clients we were getting some cracking coverage you know product on Lady Gaga and oh, wow magazine front covers and things so it was great but I got pregnant and um, I just couldn't the, the juggle was was quite intense in terms of trying to find a manager trying to find a solution that would allow me to get a bit of time off and it was a perfect storm of various things that that kind of meant that I made the decision to step back from that shut that business 
I took about a year and a half off after having my little girl for various sort of health and mental wellness reasons. And then I, I thought, I don't want to go back to the agency model because there were a lot of businesses that I either wasn't able to work with as an agency because they couldn't afford agency fees, or I was really, I was sort of getting to the stage where I was really cutting my prices so that I could work with them. And I thought there's got to be a better way. So I started dabbling and exploring with DIY. So do it, you do it yourself PR essentially. And it was something that was very, it was quite frowned on in the industry at that time that PR professionals were very protective over their over their IP, over, over their knowledge and contacts. And, and it, it it was the, the sentiment was, oh no. <laughs> businesses can't possibly do their own PR. They need the pros, they need the experts, they need the people with the contacts. But actually, it was a very slow moving uh, sort of transition. It was myself and a few other people that, that started dabbling in the DIY PR stuff at the same time. And everything has changed massively over the last few years. So my business has grown hugely and I'm thankful every day that I get to do what I do and that I get to work in the way that I work because it suits me much better than running an agency, managing a team and, and that kind of rat race. Um, but yeah, DIY PR has, has really, it's really exploded and it's due to a, a number of reasons, but social media has made everything so much easier. So people can navigate not necessarily having a media database or a black book of contacts to to get in touch with journalists and to make things happen so my teaching has really harnessed that so I do a lot of one-to-one -one coaching where I am strategically teaching and guiding clients in doing their own PR because it's possible for them to get incredible results without having to outsource that to an agency I mean who's best placed to tell your story mm -hmm if not you. So what sort of things are you helping them with, like press releases and actually a strategy behind their, who they're going to contact in the press? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I phrase it as with my strategic PR coaching, I kind of I do everything but do the do. Like I yeah. don't get in touch with the journalists no. or clients. Mm. It is all about yeah. them making their own contacts, building these relationships for themselves. But it's taking a very... Uh, I guess kind of basic starting point in terms of the teaching you know how does PR work what is the process what do we need to gather so that you can build your own PR toolkit that press release the imagery the samples all of those elements so I will guide at every stage of that creation we will get very creative about the, the brand the business the story the product the offer where it's going to sit in the media and then I will craft a strategy completely sort of bespoke to that client that is all about exploring the various avenues to get them and their business visible so it looks slightly different for every client but it is about giving them the the power and the confidence mm -hmm. to go out there and do it themselves brilliant so I mean awards we know are huge in terms of getting publicity for your business so yourself um, you thought about awards for you, for your business. I'm sure you've been advising clients to do it for quite some time now. Yeah. So what was the strategy for yourself to enter awards? 
So for me, that I mean, I've always kind of stepped back, you know, wanted to let my results do the talking and, you know, word of mouth and recommendation. And I got to a stage and I thought, you know what, I'm teaching this stuff. Why should people be listening to me? And I'm thinking, oh, because I've got 10 years in the industry and I know this and that and I know how it works. But actually, what better than to kind of lead the way or or to to start practicing what I preach? So I started doing more in various areas. I started doing more guest articles for for magazines. I started um, getting onto podcasts and just showing up a little bit more, doing some more speaking. And awards was one of the things that I thought, hey, it started as a bit of an experiment. I thought, right, okay, I'm going to do. It was with my membership, and I sort of said, I, I put it out to them. I said, right, look let's look at awards and I'm going to start doing it as well so kind of you've got no excuse not to um so yeah so I started and I um was a finalist in the Thames Valley Women in Business Awards a couple of years ago I have been shortlisted as one of the top five um PR advisors with the Enterprise Nation Top 50 Advisors campaign um two two years running I think Um, but it's it's been great and it's actually I I'm able to talk from experience in terms of what a what makes a good awards entry what judges are looking for what the process is because I've also been on the judging side of things as well I'm a judge at the gift of the year awards for example so I can bring that mix then of of not only having done the process but knowing the practicals of how it works and also how you can leverage that you know ultimate award win or being shortlisted because it is you know I talk about avenues of visibility in my work so it might be the media it might be podcasts it might be speaking SEO social media and awards is absolutely one of those avenues of visibility. It's something that you should do as its own activity within your wider PR plan. And it's something that, so when I've been working with clients and things, they go, oh no, I can't possibly nominate myself. No, don't be so crazy. Oh, I know, I hear this a lot. Nominate me. Hmm. I'm like, no, come on, right? Be your own best cheerleader. And the problem is, like, the reason we don't do that in our awards, apart from the best boss category, because that to me should be a nomination, yes. um, is that we are a business awards, um, which is around being judged on all the information supplied. It's not a voting competition. And therefore, very few people would have that in-depth knowledge about your business. They'll know you're great, but they won't really know the in-depth stuff that the judging panel needs to know. So, I mean, I get approached a lot from people saying, can I nominate somebody for your awards? And I always say, go and tell them to enter and do a testimonial or a case study for them so that you can add that. They can add that to their, they can add it to their entry. Um, I think the best boss category being it's a nomination, I think it is important to have people that come forward and explain why you're such a great boss to work for. Yeah. But I think, you know, people feel, oh gosh, you know, it's like I'm going to be bragging and shouting about my own achievements. Well, I always say to people, if you don't shout about them, then nobody else is going to do it. You've got to do it. 
that is it absolutely you've got to be your own best cheerleader best advocate you've got to be the one that is shouting and it's out it's out even saying it like I know it's the truth but even Mm -hmm. saying it feels a little bit awkward you know you've got to shout about how great you are and entering awards if you are not doing it other people are and you're sitting there going oh well surely like if they're doing it and being shortlisted like what about me Mm. you need to put yourself in the running it Mm. needs to be a conscious decision to say I want to accelerate my own success my business success how do I do that is by getting visible one of those routes is by entering awards and it's it's so easy to find awards to enter you know awards like the best businesswoman awards and you can find them on social media you can find them on the lists online and there are loads yeah and just I mean I always say do some research and start populating your calendar because Mm. even if you've just missed an awards sort of submission deadline put it in your calendar for next year so that you you know it's coming up yeah that's really good advice so you can really kind of plan your activity for the next six to 12 months and go, right, I know I'm going to enter this award. I need to gather some testimonials. So from a journalist's point of view, what do you think the reason is that they're so interested about award winners? Oh my God, journalists love it. They love it, especially regional journalists. And I think it's a a couple of things. They love a a local gal done good type story. (laughs) Um, They love that kind of local business success, Um, especially those newspapers that do a lot in the business community because they can sort of see it as as a reflection on their work if these businesses are being successful. But also the the kind of sheer fact of it is that they need to fill pages Mm. they need content and there is only so many stories about the little old lady that raised 100 (laughs) pounds for charity that they can write about and they want that content they want inspiring stories and you know being shortlisted as a finalist or winning an award is an inspiring story that their readers respond to that you know it's it's motivating it's it's interesting it's it allows that you know regionals are all about that community vibe aren't they and what what better than to celebrate someone local who's having success so you know the headline might be local business find success on the national stage or mm-hmm. it's you know you can play it up yeah. so you might you might be thinking oh well I don't know is that was only a finalist in the awards but actually you can really ramp that up to Mm. get it across to the media and you know think about the headlines think about how you how you pitch it how you put it across but yeah regional love that kind of thing but also trade magazines so trade media online platforms whatever industry someone is working in there is quite likely an online platform or a couple of papers or magazines that serve the trade and they are quite often receptive to award wins because it shows the buoyancy of that industry, the success coming from that industry, again, on a national stage, you know, it's people love that kind of language. So I think it's really powerful with entering awards that not only do you actually put yourself forward, but when you do get shortlisted, when you do make it as a finalist, when you do win an award is leverage it because the award itself is is part one Mm. what you do after it and that's why this podcast is so great you know interviewing the women that 
have been shortlisted that have won and sharing their stories this is the leverage or part of the leverage that comes after the awards absolutely and I think as well if you want to draw your attention to an element maybe of your business so to give you an example I interviewed Emily Atkan a couple of weeks ago who won the children and families category and she's actually campaigning to stop children being handcuffed who are transported from care homes or potentially from detention centres, you know, like these are young offenders, by the way, these are still children. And she's working heavily on that campaign and she's taking it all the way to parliament. So awards give her a voice really, it gives her campaign a bit more leverage. Or um, I think it was Ronnie Afrasia, who was one of the um, best coach silver winners this year. She, um, she's got some press around narcissistic abuse which is what she deals with. Um, so if you've got a particular campaign or cause or something that you're really passionate about within your business, you know, awards give you the opportunity to climb up on a stage, really, don't they? They give you a bit of a voice. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, if there's that element that you are passionate about, that actually it may be that in a case like that, they've been kind of knocking on the door for, mm. for coverage and that door hasn't opened. and for better or worse actually getting that that national acclaim if you like has given a new dimension to the story you know it shouldn't need to be the case but it gives an extra hook for mm. the media to take note of mm. which then opens up the platform for these causes and and you know to to share the plight yeah. of Definitely. And just topics that are being talked about in the press. I mean, yeah. one of our winners one year, uh, most inspiring businesswoman, Ashley Larigo, and she um, she won the award. And part of her story was she'd gone from homeless to running a clinic with um, seven or eight staff. And um, Victoria Derbyshire show picked up on an interview she did on Three Counties Radio, BBC Three Counties Radio talking about her award win and talking about her journey. And they were looking for people to come in uh, onto the Victoria Derbyshire show and talk about how you can change your life from being homeless to actually, you know, getting on your feet. And literally a few days later, she got this call and she ended up on the BBC. And, you know, whilst that directly doesn't promote her business, what it does do is it then perpetuates some more local press because she'd been on the BBC, BBC <laughs> programme and so on and so forth and people were stopping her in the street saying oh you were on the BBC I didn't know you'd been homeless you know yeah. so sometimes dragging a bit of your story out there and kind of being a bit vulnerable because it can't be easy sometimes to talk about this stuff is actually quite good do you think yeah yeah absolutely I think everyone has their I guess their, their boundaries or, or their oh. limits as to what they're open to talking about but there is such power in that human interest aspect of a story that the more you can open up the more people will relate to you the more the media opens up to you as well with with sharing your story and and giving you that that scope and that opportunity to be heard and you know especially if it's if it's relevant or if you can talk on something with authority or with passion or with purpose it doesn't always like you say it doesn't always have to tie back to your business because it is about sometimes it's quite a an intangible awareness that you're raising it's it's a sort of a subconscious thing that you are putting yourself into 
people's homes on broadcast or TV or in a magazine and they're becoming more familiar with you so that actually when you are then talking about your business there's those little connections that are being made and I think to take a really broad approach to raising visibility is is the strongest way to go about it and actually with the BBC kind of tie-in that Victoria Derbyshire was picked up on something from three counties the BBC is great once you get on their radar Mm. they really do share that information internally that I've had a a client that has been on one of the local radio stations and then she's been approached by someone else at the BBC to go in and do a workshop for staff Mm. Um, and then she's had another regional contact her saying oh you know your your info is on our system so it's just getting a foot in the door with with these places and that really sort of perpetuates and escalates um to to bigger opportunities fantastic so you've been in business for quite some time now Mm. um if someone's listening to this and they're having a few little challenges as we all do what um what have you got a couple of um business nuggets little bits of tips that you can share to our listeners i think One of the things that I've really, I would, I guess, learned over the last few years, especially in this kind of second phase of of Mm. businesses, is that your business has to work for you. There is no point in Mm, snogging a business that does not do you any favours, that you are struggling with or like constantly like battling with. If it doesn't fit you and your lifestyle, if it doesn't do well for you financially like mentally then there's no point there really is no point and I this is where the difference between my work now you know I can work from home I don't have to manage a team I work on you know on my own schedule I can manage my days that suits me in terms of my approach to work but also my mental wellness it's very different to running an agency managing a team like that kind of high pressure go 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 so your business has got to work for you as well as you working for it and I think also having that mindfulness that you know not to fall into the oh the comparisonitis trap is something <laughs> you hear a lot but you know it's really hard to stay blinkered And while you want to build a community, we can very easily get distracted, disheartened by other people accelerating away from us. And why am I not achieving this and blah, blah, blah. I think it's something that I've really adapted to in the last year. I've got an amazing community, but when it comes to my competitors as such, I can be quite insular. So it, it suits me to maybe not follow competitors too much on social media I like to check in and benchmark every now and then but to to be very considered about what I allow into my eyeline so that I'm not unduly distracted knocked wobbled by things that I can't control I hope that makes sense no it does make sense and it's really really good advice because one of the other interviews I did recently she said I just stay in my own lane and I like that yeah you can get very distracted with what other businesses are doing who are technically your competitors but actually just stay true to yourself and stay focused I think that's really good advice well isn't it that yeah well your own USP no one else can emulate that equally you can't emulate anyone else's so why 
why let yourself get sort of um, overwhelmed by what other people are doing? So yeah, stay in your lane is the best way to put it. So Fiona, if people are listening and interested in being part of your community, where can they find it? Yep. So I am on Instagram at Boss Your PR. My website is bossyourpr.com and my membership can be found at the PR Spotlight on Instagram and the PRSpotlight.com. Fabulous. Well, it's been great talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. I could have talked talk to you for another half an hour. I could have been afternoon. It was really, really interesting. Thank you for sharing so much, you know, expertise with everybody that's listening to this. I mean, you've shared some really good advice and really good um, nuggets for people to go away and uh, think about because awards, I always say this, awards are the golden ticket to success without a doubt. So brilliant. Thank you, Fiona. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.